This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Smash. We got the Saints. We got the Tennessee Titans. The Saints are favorite in this game at minus three. You want to talk about a game I am not going to bet on? It is not going to be this one because they're very evenly matched here. Over, under at 41. I still, if I was going to bet anything, it'd be the under on that. Yeah, I think you have a slobber knocker fest here of two well-coached teams that are pretty well matched up with each other on both sides of the ball, frankly. I don't think we're going to see a ton of points, which for fantasy-wise might make this not so exciting, but not a game I'm going to bet on. I know, not too exciting there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I like him as a sleeper in your drafts. We're not starting him this week at 25. Derek Carr, I have him ranked at 18. Again, Kind of like him for a sleeper streamer position in the drafts. Not in this match because the Tennessee Titans. Let's talk about somebody who does matter. Let's talk about Derrick Henry, Adam. Well, I think I, I think it's your turn up. I was trying to figure out who it was, you know. We got this lineup here. We'll get it in my head. It's okay. Uh, I got him ranked at five. ECR's got him at six. I'm never going to say Derrick Henry's going to slow down until he actually does slow down. Do you have all that confidence in him, or do you think he's going to start to show some leaks in that system of his? I think it's one of those situations where this offense is built around Derrick Henry and what he does. Um, So I think he's already started to slow down. I just don't know if it necessarily matters. Uh, If you take, you know, 5% off his efficiency and you're still giving him 300 carries and the dude's a 260-pound monster who can take all the carries in the world, Okay, sure, his efficiency is a little bit less, but you only need like 3.4 yards per carry realistically to convert first downs on three carries. So until he (laughs) drops down there, he's still going to be the the workhorse in this offense. And I don't expect that to happen. So I I, I don't really think it matters if he drops a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. And six four two sixty. All he does that do is fall forward for any land three four three point four yards in front of him. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's always going to be an RB1, no matter what format it is. People get all twisted up when it comes to PPR. I I don't when it comes to Derrick Henry. Chris, help me out on this one, though. Jamal Williams bores the living hell out of me. And when I have to sit here and project the guy that I'm bored by, it becomes hard to be objective and becomes hard to actually be accurate on this thing. But Alvin Kamara is suspended. Kendrick Miller's banged up again. He'll probably be available, but he's also hurt again. They didn't bring in anybody extra. So I have him ranked as my RB32 as a strong flex play. His player prop this week is 45 and a half rushing yards. He was over that mark the last two games of the season when he was a bell cow with DeAndre Swift out. So I think I have to be over, and I think Williams has to be a strong flex play. Can you talk me out of not having to play a boring player or no? No, I think this is the guy that you do want to play. I know it's not so the sexy player, the guy you're super excited to play, but I think the Saints team at home is going to score points. Look, I know I know Tennessee's well coached, but their defense has a couple good players in their front seven. I'm not impressed with the defense overall. And I think Derek Carr, from everything I'm hearing, is going to come out humming. It's going to look good. He has a lot of different weapons to kind of feature. And Jamal Williams is a guy who can do a little bit of everything. And Derek Carr checks the ball down. So I think Jamal Williams is going to be able to see the ball decent amount. Now the rushing attack, I think, could be a little bit, you know, hairy a little bit there. 
But I think it's still going to go over with it, Dan, because I think that he's the guy who's going to be the majority of the bell cow back. Maybe mix some Conjure Miller here or there if he's healthy enough to play. But I think Jamal Williams is going to be their guy getting 70, at least 70% of the snaps and a guy that's going to be out there for third downs as well. So he's going to be involved in passing attack and running attack. And I actually like the Saints offense in general versus this Tennessee defense. Dan, I hate to tell you this. I might be higher than you or even – you know, uncomfortably <laughs> on him. <laughs> Where the hell have you week. got him at? <laughs> I mean, not by much, but I'm just saying like a, a touch higher than that. I think he might be a fringe two for the week, honestly. I oh. mean, it, I hate it. It's <laughs> gross, but realistically, Chase, you saw this. Chris, you kind of inferred it. Mm-hmm. When he was in Green Bay, he was a better receiver than a runner. We saw the running stuff break out in Detroit. So he can make plays not the most explosive plays, but he can make respectable. He's part of the reason they never unleashed Aaron Jones. Right. So I think realistically, Jamal Williams, if he's going to be the only back out there, he's kind of good at all the things. He's a decent enough pass blocker. He's a decent enough receiver. He's a decent enough runner. There's not going to be anyone behind him. Who's better at any of those things individually to get in front of him. He's going to be out there all day. I, I think he's, you know, Pretty good player for this week. You're not wrong. I just wish you were. Here, here's what I, I agree. <laughs> here's what I'll say about Jamal Williams. If he catches in this first game, first two games, and you can sell him off to somebody who suddenly became desperate the running back position because they went zero wide receiver, especially after week one, because people tilt after week one, guys, especially in your home leagues. They're going to tilt after week one. Try to sell him if you can. That's just my word of advice. My word of advice to you because nobody wants that guy on your team. Let's be real. Uh, let's move on to Chris Olave. I got him ranked at wide receiver 11, ECR at 12. His prop of the week 61 and a half receiving yards. Chris Olave is like he's like talked about but not talked about. And I find it so very, very strange when he had when he was wide receiver 25 as a rookie. With Andy freaking Dalton as his quarterback, Derek Carr, or should I say Derek Guns Mahoney Carr. Have you seen this guy? Oh my God, what was he doing all week, all year long? I don't know what he was doing, but he's yoked up now. Uh, all is a huge upgrade from Andy Dalton. Can actually hit the big throw. He better with all those curls that he's been doing. You have Tennessee, who gave up the third most receiving yards to the wide receiver position last year. Chris, you pointed out their secondary still has some question marks in it anyway, as it is. And although I expect him to be better, he went over that mark three of the last five games last year. Give me Chris Olave over. I'm locking him in as a low-end wide receiver one. Chase, what say you? No, I do like that. I, I like everything about Chris Olave. I, I think that you know, he showed last year that he, he was not only up to the task of being the number one guy, but, I mean, if, if we get anything, 80%, 75% of can't guard Mike, that's only going to benefit Chris Olave. I think better quarterback play, more consistent quarterback play, more athletic quarterback play than he had last season can only serve to benefit him. I like the matchup against Tennessee. And, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can't be high on Chris Olave season long, or here against against Tennessee. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. I got him ranked at 22. ECR has him at 23. I think as long as he's healthy, he'll lead the team in targets. He works well off of play action, which is what this team is freaking built on in the first place. I do think he has a little bit of a tougher matchup because he should see Lattimore most of the time. And I think Lattimore should be better than what he was last year. I know he wasn't the Lattimore of old, but I don't think he's really that bad either. Uh, the Saints were eighth in fantasy points allowed and 20th in receiving yards allowed to the wide receivers last year. So it's not the easiest of matchups if Lattimore is playing better this season. Do you think DeAndre Hopkins should be locking in as a wide receiver too? Are you lower, higher? Where you got? I think a low end wide receiver too, which is uh, about where you have him is about where I would have him as well. Uh, I think he's got upside season long to where maybe he plays a little bit higher than that. I think, you know, older receivers, certainly there's some risk. He ends up a little bit lower. Um, but but right now to start it off, I think I, I think that's about where I would hang him, especially to your point with a matchup that, you know, is no walk in the park at the very least uh, with Lattimore. Uh, he's someone who I, I want to see how involved he is in the offense. That's kind of where my head is at this first week. Like, you know, yes, I do think to your point that he'll lead this team in targets, but by how much uh, that to me is what I'm, I'm most interested in looking for when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins. You know, is this the guy that's going to be the complete alpha? And he's, you know, maybe a, a, a 1B effectively to Derrick Henry in, the, in regards to how this offense moves? Or is it, okay, when we pass, yeah, you're the guy, but like this offense is Derrick Henry's offense. Which of those things really is it? That's kind of where my head's at. Yeah, no, I think that's all fair too. Chris, what about Traylon Burks? And not just for this week, but maybe for the season. How do you think he's going to go with Hopkins here a little bit? Like, like this week, I have him at 44. I'm lower than the ECR. I got him at, they got him at 38. Uh, it's going to be his first week back coming off the injury. I think he's still getting up to snuff. So if we have all your options available, I don't think you're really looking to play Burks this week, but I do think he's somebody that people are going to wrestle with in their start, sit, flex territory in weeks coming up. So what do you see this role being with those two? Yeah, I'm, you know, kind of brazen on this Tennessee offense and Tennessee team in general. I think this offense is going to be better than people expect it to be. It's much more talented than it was last year. A lot of people are holding last year's, you know, against this entire team. Ryan Tannehill was banged up. They had basically no receivers at all to throw the ball to. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to help Traylon Burks, not hurt Traylon Burks. Traylon's going to be able to see a lot of second and third corners on the outside side he's a physical matchup problem for most anybody out there he's going to continue to be able to do when you talk about play action passes trail on Burks to be able to get a big play off of that because also break tackles I think it's the guy that I'm like as a flex option for sure for us this season if not maybe sniffing that receiver two option at some point um I think overall for this week is a guy necessarily to your point um you know when we wait and see but I also kind of encouraged if you know if New Orleans does have a lot of more back to where he is who else are you going to throw the ball to? Because Lattimore usually shuts that guy down if he's on top of his game. Traylon Burst is going to be a guy that can easily see that second corner and be able to beat him up a little bit. So I, I actually like him, you know, for the whole season. I don't love him this week, but I think he's a guy that you can consider depending on what your options are. Okay, okay. Let's talk some streaming tight ends because I tend to agree with that too. Let's, let's Chase, let's talk some streaming tight ends here. Uh, Chicken Conquo, Juwan Johnson, you playing either one of these guys? I'm not. I got him at rank 19 and 20th <laughs> respectively. I, I got to see the pecking order for the Titans. And with Juwan Johnson, he's got to show me he's more than the unsustainable 10.7 touchdown rate that he was last year. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think I think John Johnson, Juwan Johnson will get targets, and he'll. but I, how many – Remains to be seen there. And I mean, you you brought up the the target share that we don't know 
how it's going to be split between with Okonkwo and, and Hopkins now in town, especially down in the red zone being a tight end. But uh, yeah, Juwan Johnson can't sustain that kind of, of efficiency from a touchdown standpoint. I think he's going to get looks and targets, but I'm not necessarily sure how much each one, either of them is going to be used down low yet. The nice thing about Chigakonkwo is he showed he also has the ability to be used between the twenties and he's explosive enough that he can take, he can take those places. I think that, you know, I don't think that Dustin, or I don't think that Hopkins being in Tennessee hurts Chigakonkwo as much as it has the opportunity to float all boats and, and elevate that entire offense. So I, I'm not, I'm not as worried about Chigakonkwo and I, and I think he's got more explosive ability. So if I was pressed into having to start one of these two, I'd go Conquo, but I still, I, I agree with you. They're a tight end too. I don't want to have to start them if I, if I don't have to. Yeah. We're going to talk more about these guys. I think when we got waivers coming up, let's talk about our next, 